Well, oh my goodness. Woo! <laughs> Look at us. Feeling fancy. Feeling fancy with these new microphones. <laughs> yeah, this is this is pretty. I feel like the future just invaded our kitchen. I feel like we should just be wearing some fucking spacesuits, recording our fucking podcast. <laughs> I'd be so down with that if it wasn't so goddamn hot here. Yeah, it is. Southern Louisiana. What are you going to do? Yeah, Southern Louisiana in the summer. Is that what we're doing now? Are we talking about the weather? No, that's not what we do. Is that <laughs> it's what we just do? no, it's just been at the forefront of my mind today yeah. because it's been real fucking hot. We had little baby chickens born this morning. Oh, so and cute. I was out there reinforcing the coop to make sure they were safe. Oh, babies. And holy fuck it was hot. But I'll stop talking about the weather now because I'm not old yet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's not what this podcast is about, because this is a podcast. Yes, it is. It is. My name's Whitney. And I'm Dustin. And this is We Wanna Know. We Wanna Know. And this is a podcast where we draw topics from our random mason jar. It's not a random mason jar. No, it's our mason jar, but it's filled with random topics. Thank you. (laughs) We draw the topics and then we find out a little bit more than we did before. Yep. 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 (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) So I I needed to to apologize because I did a fuck up. You, you did a bad? I did a bad. What would you do? Yeah. I, not only did I do a bad, I also doubled and tripled down on it from last week's episode. Oh, no. Yeah. Haven't been able to sleep. <laughs> so last week, uh, sociopathy. Uh, yeah? Yeah. That's kind of how you say it. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's one way. That is one way. Yeah. It's, it's the more common way. <laughs> it's probably the more right way. But I, in this house, we say sociopathy, okay? Yeah, that's how we fucking say it. That's how we say it. And we have our reasons, and don't ask about them, because they're ours. <laughs> they're not yours. Don't look at my reasons. <laughs> Stop looking at my reasons. I don't know you. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks. You know, I'm, I'm back at work now. Yeah. Out of yeah. quarantine. It's back to the science world. I'm still in quarantine, but now I feel like I'm getting my head wrapped around it. Yeah? Yeah. Because I've had like this burst of creativity. Okay. What are you working on? Um, well, I started reading again. That, that's good. Yeah. I started writing a lot of D&D campaigns. I'm going to start DMing. Well, I, I started DMing. Yeah, you did. It's been great. I love it. It's been wonderful. I just love writing it. I love playing. I haven't written in years, so it's it's fun to actually like, okay, I've been trying to use this time to do some shit, and I never did that, but I started to, and that feels good. Yeah, it does. It feels good to have a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's shit that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, other, I mean, I guess your purpose could be laying around watching Netflix, which was my purpose for a couple of weeks, but it got old. I have done a little bit of that. I mean, I'm still trying to finish all the Tremors. <laughs> I'm, in tremors the middle, five, yeah, I'm in the middle of Tremors 5 bloodlines. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's Tremors in South Africa. And I really love, like, I'm, I'm deep in. I really love that they keep adding all like these scientific facts as if it fucking matters. <laughs> like, I like it. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I get that. But it doesn't matter. Like, I'd watch it anyway. I mean, you know, it kind of it kind of fits nicely with our with our episode topic today. Oh, that's true. It's true. Uh, I also want to give give props to Jamie Kennedy though, because oh he starts in in uh, I want to say episode. What am I thinking? <laughs> season. Season. No, he starts in number five. Oh, number five. Yeah, uh, he starts in Tremors Five Bloodlines. M- movie five. Movie five. Sequel number five. Sequel number four. But like, oh yeah, I guess it would be. God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to hate on him like once I first saw him. I was like, oh shit, Jamie Kennedy. But then I realized like, good for you, Jamie Kennedy. You're still getting to play wacky characters and still making it work. And I I honestly mean that. Which one's Jamie Kennedy? (laughs) He was the one in Scream who who listed out all the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was getting confused with Jamie Foxx. No, different Jamies. Yeah. Different Jamies. Same era, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 90s Jamies. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I really mean that. Not even joking. I'm happy for Jamie Kennedy, and I hope he's doing well. And Where I want is to see he now? In Tremors World, apparently. Mm. He's in the next one, too, and I can't wait to see it. I still need to finish five, though. I did not realize another one was coming out. Oh, no, it's already out. They're all on Netflix. <laughs> one through six. So, did you know that our podcast has uh, become an international sensation? Yeah, Damien, right? Damon? Uh, 
we, we scared Damon away. Oh, I was afraid we might have done that. Yeah, I think we came on a little too strong. We just want to be friends. Damon and India, if you're listening to us now, we're sorry. Do you think it was all the cult episode stuff? Like, maybe? I, nah. There's who, a, who, who are we just, you know, suspect? could be like a lot of fucking reasons. <laughs> but we have some listeners in the UK and Germany. So I just wanted to say hello from across the pond. Hello. Welcome hello. in. So let's get down to it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do we want to know this it. week? This week, we want to know parasites. Ew. Yeah. I am super psyched for this episode because I got to get real sciencey and real nerdy with it. Fuck yeah. And I'm sorry for everybody that's listening, but this is my thing, okay? It's your thing. And that's why I did not try to get sciencey and nerdy with it and probably have a little less of a mature take on matters. I'm, I'm for it. I'm <laughs> well, for why it. Why don't you open it up? Okay. I'll go first this week. So I think that the most interesting thing about parasites is how they'll do just about anything to reproduce and complete their life cycle. Yeah, that's what they're there for. Yeah, and this is where you insert a a joke about humans, but I couldn't like really (laughs) come up with one. But you know, reproduce, complete your life cycle. Um, Obey. Obey. But the most terrifying thing about parasites is sometimes to complete that life cycle, they actually have to alter the behavior of their hosts. Mm. And they do this by migrating to the brain and taking over. Oh, I love it. That's right. This week, I want to know parasite mind control. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> I mean, we've been on it for three weeks now. So like I had to, I had yeah. to go with it. Our theme song is literally called Mind Control. Yeah. 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 So let's harken back to the plague episode because most of the cool stuff really starts in bugs. Yep. I discovered that as well. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, most parasites that can alter behavior happen in invertebrates. And invertebrates are just way, there's just way more of them in the world, right? Yeah. Well, if you don't have a backbone, you can just squiggle around a lot easier. Exactly. So, yeah. And if, if you don't know what an invertebrate is, that's them bug, spider, crab, and worm boys for all you non-scientific folks. Yeah, the little squigglies. The squigglies. The squigglies, <laughs> the creepies, the crawlies. Anything without a backbone, like you said. <laughs> so, let's go on down to the tropical rainforests of the world. Yes, I'm there. You're there? Picturing it, loving it. Okay, but... Imagine instead of you being you, mm-hmm. you're just a little ant. I am so strong. <laughs> I can lift so many more of me. <laughs> and you're just going about your ant life. And then you get the overwhelming urge to climb to the nearest stalk, clamp your mouth down on a leaf, and just stay there indefinitely. Doesn't sound healthy. Well, that's what happens when an ant comes into contact with a fungus known as Ophiocordyceps unilateris. Okay. And this fungus rains down its spores onto the forest floor where their unsuspecting victims are foraging. Mmm, sporing them up. Yeah, you gotta spore them. Spore <laughs> them and whore them, baby. So, uh... That's this- what they're doing to these ants. <laughs> Kind of. The spores burrow into the ants and infiltrate their bodies through their tracheas. So their breathing tubes. Gross. Yeah. And then it starts to sustain itself by feeding on all of the ants' internal organs. While it's alive, I guess. While it's alive. So it's like careful to avoid the vital ones. Uh, so it's just like using, it's just like, I'm going to go appendix first. It doesn't yeah. need that. Or, you know, ant appendix equivalent. <laughs> Gonna eat that up and then like the gallbladder because like you'll live for a little bit. Yeah. I don't sure. actually know if you will or anything. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know that ants have all of those parts, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. The equivalent, you know. Yeah. So it starts to eat all the like, you know, non-vital shit. And then when it's ready to emerge as a beautiful zombie fungus butterfly, it emits a chemical, which is kind of, they don't know exactly what chemical it is, but. It causes the ant to climb to the nearest branch and clamp its little ant jaws down on a leaf and just wait. For what? Uh, for the fungus to devour its brain. Oh, and then it just becomes the next. Mm-hmm. And then that, those spores rain down. And it's... Yep. Wow, fungus is fucking cool. Yep. It emerges from the ant's lifeless body and it rains those spores down onto the forest floor, thus completing its life cycle. Wow, that is pretty cool. A parasitic fungus. Yeah. Mmm. And they just take over the aliens. I mean, <laughs> they take over the ant minds. Mind control. Maybe it is aliens. Maybe it is aliens. Mm, alien fungus. <laughs> so, okay. So that's one That's one example that's, of mind mm-hmm. control. 
That's that's fucked up. You want to hear some more? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk uh, bug versus bug. Okay. There is a species of wasp called the Crip Gall wasp. It's a Basetia pellita, and it parasitizes oak trees by laying its eggs in their stems. That's not right. Well, I mean, it's a tree. trying to take out the tree? Yeah, but they're oak trees. Oak trees are pretty. They are pretty. And they take a whole lot. I just hate wasps is what it is. <laughs> I can't. I'm just starting off not on the wasp side because fuck wasps. They I've been battling them all day. <laughs> The uh, these wasps, when they lay their um, their eggs on the oak trees, they kind of like burrow into the stems and they form these uh, like bulbous structures. Oh, and they're called galls. I think I've seen that. Yeah, and this is where their crypts are. So they develop in these crypts. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, just wait, it gets weirder. You know, they would usually develop in these crypts and they would pupate there and they would become adults. And then they would excavate a little bitty hole so that they could climb on out of their crypts. But if they come in contact with the Crypt Keeper wasp. Crypt Keeper wasp? Uh-huh. Holy fuck. You dare us set. Things don't really happen as planned. Okay. I love the thought of Crypt Keeper wasp. I love... Does yeah. it go like... <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh my God. It does. I it, hate it again. It I hate gives it you nightmares. It's already giving me nightmares. I don't like it anymore. I included this because I was just like, oh, I can't not talk about a Crypt Keeper wasp and a Crypt Gall wasp. Like, yeah. Ooh, so, ooh. Um, I, I don't like it now. I mean, I like the idea of it, but I'm just thinking now I'm remembering, oh yeah, it's filled with wasps. <laughs> Fuck that. So the Crypt Keeper wasps also lay their eggs after the Crypt wasps lay their eggs. So they lay their eggs in the same galls, in the same crypts. After the other ones have already laid. Mm-hmm. And so the Crypt Keeper wasp also burrows down and then it starts parasitizing the other wasp. Uh, see, I knew it wasn't going to end good for one of these. Yeah. It starts to camp out next to the other wasp until it's ready to burrow out. So it's mm. just hanging out there, you know, just wasp buddies hanging out in their crypts together. Oh, this seems like a chest burster scene is coming or something. <laughs> so the next part really isn't completely understood. But the Crypt Wasp isn't able to make its excavation hole big enough. So it's either through some sort of chemical communication or just being weakened by the big wasp hmm. next to it. So Taking up all its space. Yeah. I like to think it's like full on mind control though and that some sort of chemical is. is all right. I'm with that. So either by weakening it, weakening it or emitting some mind controlling chemical, the Crypt Keeper Wasp makes it so only the head will fit through its hole. Hmm. So the Crypt Wasp is stuck there with its head hanging out of its hole. It's just entombed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, crypt within a crypt right there. So then the Crypt Keeper Wasp has a little snack. Oh, yeah, he does. He just, he Why just, wouldn't he? He just eats him or her. Oh, man. Nature. Nature. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Uh, so, yeah, it just starts fucking snacking on its victim, and it spends days devouring the Crypt Wasp until it uses its head to break through the excavation hole and leave the crypt. Oh, so it could have left the whole time. It could have, it could have left them. It could, have, it could have set them all free if it wanted, but no, it just eats it, them. He ate him, and then he used his head to bash out a wall. That's fucking metal. Yeah, I know. Parasites might be more metal than plague. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, that's just, that's what starts it. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> so that is rough. It's rough, right? So cool. So cool. I had so much fun researching this. I'm like kid in a candy shop so it's like a kid in a parasite shop i want a little <laughs> you would be the kid to frequent the parasite shop yeah, duh. i would be the adult to frequent the parasite shop <laughs> oh yeah yeah much more readily man i want a little camera inside one of those wasp crypts of course i meant no i don't that would that would give me nightmares mm, i do i want to see what uh, happens i don't like it i feel the buzz in my bones oh i was in the barn earlier mm-hmm. and we have a uh, uh what's it called wasps <laughs> we have a suit of armor in the barn oh yeah <laughs> we do and wasps i was walking <laughs> past it today and i just heard there was, there was wasps in it in the suit of armor yeah and it was like screaming and it scared the shit out of me oh and then it my flew god out. And then it flew out it was just one i hope Ugh. Imagine if a bunch of wasps, like... What if we got a crypt in yeah. that armor? They fill the suit of armor and then it starts walking around. It's animated. It's, it's animated. wasp controlled. It's That's amazing. some fucking mind control. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for okay. the tension. It's okay. Um. So, okay. You know, maybe those bug boys aren't for you. Let's talk about crabs. Okay. I would, yeah. I'm much more of a crab man than a wasp man. 
Yeah. That, didn't, that didn't sound good. <laughs> and yeah, not the crotch crab. Let's, let's be let's be very clear. Talking about like little scuttling crabs. Yeah, yeah. Although to be fair, I would I would rather the crabs in my crotch than wasps in my crotch. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I'm team crabs on this one. Fuck wasps. You're team crabs. On I'm it? team crabs anyway. Well, the crab is the one that gets parasitized in this situation. Oh, poor little crab boy. I know. I feel like I'm always disappointing you in my stories. <laughs> so, um, there's this parasitic barnacle, and its scientific name is Saculina carcini, and it latches on to the crab, and then it uses a needle-like structure to inject its like slug-like body into the crab's body. And it mm. usually goes for like a weak part of its shell or a joint or a hair follicle. And so once the barnacle is injected, it just spreads its little tendrils throughout the crab's body. And it's got the barnacle pox. Yeah. But its reproductive organs remain on the outside of the the crab. So it can still reproduce. Oh, so it's just like growing and growing. Inside of the crab. Oh, poor crabs. Well, it it gets a little worse for the crab. All right. Give it to me straight. (laughs) Give it to me straight, Doc. What's going on with this crab? What's wrong with my crab? It has crabs. <laughs> crab it has barnacles. <laughs> so, yeah, it leaves its reproductive organs on the outside. From there, the barnacle takes over the crab's body and mind. First, it castrates the crab. Aww. Yeah. First? Mm-hmm. Can't even work towards that? It's got to, like, first and foremost. First, cut that shit out. Oh. And then it invades the nervous system so that the crab becomes a babysitter for its own brood of little barnacle babies. That does sound like a parasite. Right? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, the the crab then guards and cares for the baby barnacles. Damn, whether it wants to or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like forced castration and nanny care. Do you? Th- I know this is putting a lot on the crab, but do you think it even knows? I mean... I think it probably knows that something's not right. <laughs> like, I probably, I probably, probably. shouldn't have like, eaten tacos for dinner last night. <laughs> something's wrong. Something's wrong here. And... Something's wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this. These babies are so weird looking. <sighs> <laughs> so yeah, biology is its own horror movie. And I think I've said that once and I'll say it again. Yeah. So the last, uh, the last mind control parasite that I have to cover. Sorry, I'm just picturing these crabs just full of the barnacle pox. <laughs> well... This uh, this last parasite I want to cover is probably the most famous of all of the mind control parasites. And it involves some warm, fuzzy mammals. Mm-hmm. Kitty cats. Why are you just like out to like ruin my day right now? <laughs> you're telling me about cute animals and then you're like, by the way, they're, they're going to get these parasites and fucking transform. <laughs> I'm, I, didn't, I didn't do this. I didn't create this. I'm only <sighs> telling you about it because I wanted to. this fucking topic? Tell me about all these animal problems. I did write the topic. God damn it, you did do this. <laughs> you did do this. Um, so I started thinking about this because despite the garage kitty's incessant masturbating when we bring him inside, yeah. uh, we still bring him in to hang out with us. It's true. Yeah, so like, could our cat be controlling our minds? <laughs> because he's so cute? Because he's so cute? No. Well, look, the jury's still kind of out on this one. I, mean, but... that's, that, I feel like that's where he's getting me from, but maybe it's from somewhere else. <laughs> They do carry a parasite called Toxoplasma gondii. Okay, I've heard loosely mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, and so its life cycle is pretty fucking cool. It's associated with the disease Toxoplasmosis. So you've probably heard that. Yeah, before. I've heard that word. So the parasite, the parasite is actually a protozoan, and so that's just a single-celled organism. It's not a virus or a bacteria. It's a little, like, kind of a. It's not an amoeba, but that's what you make dinosaurs out of. No. No. Dinosaurs are made out of dinosaurs. Oh, I thought that's where you get dino DNA. Protozoan? It just sounds like that, like a <laughs> word that would come from Jurassic Park. I don't no, know. No, it's like all the little critters you would look at under microscopes in like your basic science labs. They're like little single-celled things that are moving around in water and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I just got it. We're yeah. talking science. Science. All right. All right. <laughs> the only way that um, T. gondii can reproduce is in a cat. So it has to be in a cat to actually complete its life cycle. Only in a cat? Mm-hmm. Huh. So since cats don't typically cannibalize each other, it's pretty difficult for the parasite to spread its seed throughout the world if they, you know, if cats aren't eating each other. Yeah. Damn it. Now I'm picturing cats eating each other. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Even big cats, too. It's, it's still kind of cute, too. I don't know why. It's adorable. 
Adorable cannibalism. I just picture him playing, but then it's yeah, a little, a little further. <laughs> so these guys need an intermediate host, and what cats? What do cats like to eat? Um, shit, mice, cheese, mice and rats and other small animals. Oh yeah, yeah, I got there. I said that. That was that was in between uh, shit and cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cats like to eat small animals, and so when a cat is infected with T. gondii. They poop in the ground or a litter box or sandbox or whatever. And the parasite comes out in their feces. And so then it's encountered by our friendly neighborhood rodent boys. Coming back to the rodent boys. Mm. So once it's inside the rats, it begins to asexually divide very quickly. So that means that it's just dividing. It's not like reproducing. It's just taking a cell and popping it into more cells. So it's just like rapidly making more of this parasite. Uh, yeah, I, I actually forgot what asexual meant when you said that. And I was like, hot, cool. But no, it's not. No. It's not even. No, it would be like if I like just like rip my face apart and then like there were two of me. All right. It's hot again. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of infiltrates all of the rat's tissues. It goes like all over the body. And this is where it starts to form cysts. Oh. It insists itself. <laughs> it insists on being there. <laughs> and they keep reproducing within these cysts. Oh. So there's just balls of these protozoans. Gross. Yep. So yeah, it's just making these like little protozoan death balls. It's mm. two favorite tissues to invade are muscle and brain tissue. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. Go straight for the brain, huh? Well, it has it has two primary tissues. So, like, think about if a cat chows down on one of our rodent boys, it's definitely going to snack on some muscle tissue, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to pop those pustules. Mm-hmm. For sure. Ugh. Protozoan cyst balls. I don't know how I got that out of my mouth. That's so gross. So, <laughs> the word pustules. Ugh. Okay. But the coolest part of what happens is when the cysts form in the rat's brain. Okay, yeah, yeah. Somehow that's less gross and more, yeah, cool. It's kind of cool. So typically rodents in general don't like being around cats, right? Yeah, yeah. If Tom and Jerry has taught me anything. (laughs) So in fact, they actively avoid them by avoiding all areas that smell of cat urine. So they have this like aversive reaction to cat urine. It actually induces a complete stress response for these rodent guys. Hmm. Yeah. They didn't touch on that in Tom and Jerry. Yeah. They also don't like open spaces. So they avoid open spaces and they avoid areas where there's lots of cat urine. Yeah. So when these cysts start to form in their brains, the rats undergo this major behavioral modification. They actually start exploring open spaces. Mm. They start seeking out cat urine. <laughs> oh, fuck. So like making themselves as vulnerable as possible. Uh-huh. One study actually showed that exposing infected rats to cat urine caused a brain state that closely resembled sexual arousal. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. So now they're just like hot for cat piss. Yep, that's right. They're no longer scared of the urine. They're horny for cat pee. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a pretty successful parasite. I guess that's your MO, yeah. Like, go find that thing I need. Oh, you like it. You want to fuck it. It's just so crazy that, like, they need cats. Like, the, mm-hmm. the parasite needs to get to cats. Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's known. It's just, uh, it's evolutionary trajectory. It's co-evolved with cats and in cats. It's fucking wild. And, in fact, it's everywhere in the world now, too. And it's... Because cats are everywhere, yeah. Yeah, and they've tracked it to, basically, the movement of domesticated cats throughout the world. Mm. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? You hear that, listeners? It's your cat's fault. <laughs> so goes it goes beyond just our, our rodent boyfriends, you know? Yeah. Toxoplasmosis, or T. gondii, actually infects over one-third of the world's population. Of, of people or of, of cats? humans. Of humans. Mm-hmm. That's right. We may all be walking cat poop zombies. Mm, and that's why there's cat people. You know, not exactly. Well, I'm not attracted to cat peep. Or am I? Or are you? Mmm. It does kind of smell like home to me. So, I mean, the parasites still form these cysts in human tissue and kind of like in the rats. um, Wait, people get these cysts too? Yeah, in cysts in our tissues is what it does. Oh. But, you know, I mean, 
Just in case, like, we get eaten. Exactly. Which, I mean, for our, for our ancestors may have been a thing. Yeah. Like, by a big cat or, or, yeah. Right. Or, like, even, like, the, our closest ancestor. A big cat was probably a huge deal. Yeah. Um. So, it makes sense. It can, it really, like, a lot of animals can get infected with this parasite. Man, parasites can really, like, shape mm-hmm. behavior patterns. Behavior patterns. Entire species. Evolution. Yeah. That's it's, fucking crazy. It's so cool. So, but for for whatever reason in humans, 80 to 90% of toxoplasmosis infections are asymptomatic. Okay. So that's great. Um, but the majority of cases that are symptomatic are also just pretty mild. That's good. Yeah. What, what I'm sure you're going to tell me, but what are symptoms? Well, if, if you have like a mild case, your lymph nodes might swell. You might just feel kind of like garbage, but that's about it. I get that all the time. Who knows? Maybe you got some protozoan cysts. Or maybe I got a hangover. (laughs) So, but problems can occur if the parasite insists in critical tissue. So think about if it it has a cyst in your heart or your liver, Mm. insists in your liver, then it could cause things like hepatitis, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger problems than protozoan cysts. Mm -hmm. And this is like kind of a major uh, issue for people that are immunocompromised, particularly people living with HIV. Mm-hmm. So people suffering from HIV are especially at risk from toxoplasma infection. It can cause brain inflammation and encephalitis. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So that, that is pretty serious. Yeah. So it is it is a serious thing, not for most people, but we also right. have to, we got to protect the immunocompromised as well. Yeah, we got to sure. think about them. So the craziest part to me, though, is if you're already infected, so these things can lay dormant. We probably already have them. Yeah. I've had cats. Right. We've, I've had rats. I've, I walk around barefoot all the time. You know, <laughs> Gross. but most of the infections come from either eating meat that's contaminated or eating vegetables that haven't been properly washed. Mm. So, you know, they're just, they're just constantly spreading. It's constantly spreading everywhere. Yeah. Well, no wonder like so many people you said have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. One third of the world's population. That's crazy. Yeah. So the craziest part, though, is if you have the parasite, which a lot of people do, they don't even realize they have it. And then you become immunocompromised. Mm. The parasite kind of reactivates and it can cause more problems for you, like encephalitis. Shit. Yeah. So it's just like waiting for more of a chance to kill you and spread. Right. Exactly. So I guess the most common thing that people know about this parasite and really like the most awful thing that it does is that T. gondii can infect developing fetuses. So this is the reason why why, uh, pregnant people shouldn't scoop litter boxes mm. right okay yeah no i mean i've heard of that but i never i never actually knew why yeah so if, if a person becomes infected while pregnant the parasite can cross the placenta and enter the fetus and there it just kind of wreaks havoc on human development Fuck. yeah children born with toxoplasmosis suffer from a number of ailments including an underdeveloped brain cerebral palsy blindness and developmental delays so it's really fucking scary. Yeah, that's some actual serious shit at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's more than like cat poo sickness, right? It's, it's like, like don't scoop the litter box, and that's your excuse not to scoop shit yeah. while you're pregnant. But like, no, it, it might it might attack the unborn baby. Yeah, Yeesh. yeah, you don't want that. Although most um, indoor cat, I mean, indoor cats aren't. You're not at risk, really. It's just if they're going outside and encountering it in the environment. So right. there's that. So now we know. A lot of people are infected with T. gondii. Yeah. And could this be causing mind control in humans? I don't know. I mean, we don't know that we have it, right? We don't know. Uh, It seems to be pretty fucking controversial in the research. Okay. And in the scientific community. So there have been a few studies um, that have been published. And it suggests that toxoplasmosis could potentially cause personality differences. Hmm. Or an increase in risk-taking behavior. Kind of like the rodent boys. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So one study suggested that the infected are at greater risk of getting into car accidents. Ooh, just from like, just from driving like greasers? Yeah. Like bad boys? Yeah. It's all those assholes in the interstate that I have to drive next to you all the time. Oh, they got, but Whitney, don't you know they got big trucks? They got big trucks and I'm dry, driving a Subaru hybrid and so they have to cut me they off. They got big trucks. This is their country. <laughs> so toxoplasmosis has even been linked to a significant risk in developing schizophrenia. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, dangerous behaviors. 
Mm, but these studies are pretty fucking hotly debated. So take all of that with a grain of big old salt. Mm. I, I like that you baited me into like agreeing with it and then told me that I shouldn't. <laughs> and now, now I have to defend myself and say that I don't know things. I just say things. It is called sociopathy, Dustin. <laughs> get it fucking right. Get it right or get out. <laughs> so... It's all correlational data. It's really hard to do these types of studies. And that's the the biggest debate is that you don't really have a control. It's not like you can study a person before and after they're infected. You can't infect a person with a parasite and discuss, you know, study their behavior before and after they're infected. I'd say you could. I mean, it's not ethical. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, anymore. Yeah. You, they used to. You, you can't anymore. Yeah, I don't think you should. No. It's not okay. No, it's not okay. We, we do not stand for that. No. No, I, I will I will sign off on that. I do not stand for that. <laughs> I like how we're coming up with rules of what we do and do not do well, for our podcast brand. <laughs> it's not just for our podcast brand. I mean, we you and I have gone back and forth on cannibalism and we'll I'm sure we'll have to talk about it on this. But it's, You know it's, that that's probably the next thing we're going out of that fucking jar. Probably. It's a hotly debated <laughs> thing between the two of us. So all right. So as as much as I would like to believe that a parasite is controlling my brain and turning me into a crazy cat lady, the truth is I was probably always like this, you know? <laughs> I, I believe it. So that's all I got. What I want everybody to know is move over cults. Biology is truly the master of mind control. <laughs> True. There's some real results. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's it cool. It was short, but whatever. No, it was great. I feel like I had heard a little about, I mean, definitely I'd heard a little bit about the toxoplasmosis thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize what it actually did. Yeah. You know? Oh, I was digging, like, I was, like, doing a lit review for this. I was, like, in scientific papers. It was so much fun. It was cool to see, like, the theme of the parasites. Ugh, I'm just picturing the, the ant now. Climb up on the stalk, die there so that you can just rain down more mm-hmm. of me. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's a horror movie. It's Mind a control. fucking horror movie. Mind control. So I want to thank my sources. Um, Mind control. (laughs) How parasites manipulate cognitive functions in their insect hosts. And that's from Frontiers in Psychology by Liebersat et al. from 2018. The crab castrating parasites that zombifies its prey from theconversation.com by Tommy Luing. Hell of a title. (laughs) And I got a lot of my toxoplasmosis um, info from this podcast, Mike Kelly. You should check it out. Very informative. And it's hosted by um, two disease experts. They're amazing. Mm. So the next one is uh, predator cat odors activate sexual arousal pathways in brains of toxoplasma gondii infected rats. And that's from PLOS One House et al. 2011. And the last source is effects of toxoplasma on human behavior. And that's from Flurger et al. Schizophrenia Bulletin 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Take Bam. that. Take that et Take all. that, parasites. <laughs> Great job, babe. Thank you. I, I, I enjoyed the very sciencey aspect. I hope it doesn't turn people off. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I understood way more about it than I did before. Okay. And that's the whole fucking point. Hey, you know, I try not to get really sciencey on it. I try to keep it tongue in cheek, but. I think it was, I think it was great. Sometimes you just got to let the scientists spread her little scientist wings. I mean, this is the time for science to shine. It's the time. parasites. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to sit back and relax. Sip on my champagne from all that podcast we're making. Oh, yeah. It's and, starting uh, to roll in. <laughs> Tell me a story. Um, well, I did not take the scientific approach this week. Okay. I just dove headfirst into shit worms. I knew you were going to go into worms. Of course. I knew you were going to do worms again. Of course again. I was going to do worms. Somebody's got to do the worms. <laughs> I'm, I'm your worm guy. You got worms. And you know what? That's what I call this first section. It's called I Got Worms. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And it's, uh, it comes from an article by James Morgan of the BBC News. And he's covering uh, one of BBC TV's own, Dr. Michael Mosley. Okay. He's a presenter with BBC TV, and he's mostly known for his gonzo-style approach to medical journalism. He's done all kinds of self-testing with stuff just to see the effects firsthand. He's just infecting himself with worms? Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. First, uh, let me tell you some of, some of the things he's done mm-hmm. he's taken the truth serum which okay. i've never done but i kind of want to it's what sodium pentothal yeah 
Would you do it? Maybe not with me around. I don't want to hear the the full truth. <laughs> nah. I mean, I I do it. I would. I'd want to do it just to be like, what the fuck would come out? I would do it. I, you can't crack me though. You can't crack me, lawman. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. He's also taken magic mushrooms. Okay, well that doesn't count. And I guess he discovered that they do work. Magically. Drugs work. Oh, yeah, they do. It's just serotonin. <laughs> He's done a bunch of other stuff, too, but those are the most interesting ones that I could find. Okay. Um, so tell me about these worms in this dude, because that seems a little bit distant from uh, True Serum and Magic Mushrooms. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd say third down on his list of cool things he's done is infesting himself with a few different kinds of parasites just to see what would happen. Is that cool? Because that doesn't seem cool to me. I mean, it was kind of cool. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little what went down when he decided to swallow three tapeworm larvae. Ooh, those are really bad. Yeah. yeah. On top of the article I read, I also watched the BBC Earth Lab video on YouTube of him actually going to get the larvae, and then and they call them cysts, and he goes and gets them in Kenya from some infected beef, and they went to a lab and tried to separate the larvae from the meat as much as they could because Doctor Mosley said he's not particularly keen on eating raw meat. I was oh. like, dude, you're swallowing tapeworms. Yeah, that's, the, that's fuck? the fucking line. That's the fucking line. Jesus, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cysts were calcified, and he said they kind of looked like a partly fried egg, only much tinier. Obviously. I, I need to talk with my words and not my face, because all I can do is yeah. All I can do is like scrunch my face up. <laughs> Sorry, there was a there was a dog in the background. He was yawning. Oh, a big yawn. Big yawn, dog. So after that, they took the little cysts larvae back to the hotel and he mixed them with a little water and he just took that shit back like a shot of whiskey. I just, I feel like you're, okay, you go to a Kenyan meat market and buy meat, that's cool. Well, they got tipped off by the meat inspector that there was some infected meat and he was specifically trying to do this, so. Right. I mean, like, I would would eat meat from a Kenyan meat market as long as it wasn't infected, but, like, he sought out the infected meat. Yeah. Then he took it to a lab. Yes. And that seems like, I guess, if you're going to fucking do this, that's the setting you want to do it in, is in yeah. a lab setting or a medical yeah. setting. And then he took it to a hotel room. <laughs> Not even the room. <laughs> Just the parking lot. No. Yeah, you can watch the video on YouTube. Yeah. That's so gross. Okay. But no, it was in, he, you know, he had it in a little sterile cup. And oh, good. I'm glad it was sterile. Well, I assume it looked sterile and it came from the lab. <laughs> So no, he just went and drank it like a shot of whiskey. And what happened to him? Well, then he explained that the acids in the stomach are actually what's going to break down these cysts in order to release the little tapeworm babies inside of him. Okay. So several weeks later, he swallowed a pill camera. And it's that's a tiny camera that travels through the d- digestive tract and broadcasts live pictures straight to his iPad. Science is amazing. Right. Yeah, some of that's in the video, too, on YouTube, and it's fucking wild. Those are probably really expensive. Otherwise, I feel like we should just do that. I know. I have that written down. I definitely want one of those. <laughs> I want a pill camera. <laughs> They're probably very expensive. Yeah, gotta be. So he was just out having dinner at a restaurant one night, and he pulls out his iPad and checks out what's going on, and he just shouts, Blimey! There's a tapeworm in me! Why would he be surprised? He yeah, did this to himself. He, yeah, he did it. He did it. Turns out all three of them little tapeworm babies hatched and attached themselves to the lining of his intestines. Oh, he's a mama. Yeah. And they were all about a meter in length. A meter? Yeah. Yeah. For any for any dumb countries that can't catch up with the metric system, a meter's just a little over three feet. Wow. He said that they can get up to ten meters if left unchecked, and they just reproduce in your guts and you poop out their eggs. Cycle of parasitic life. Right, complete that life cycle. Yeah. The, yeah, I think the craziest part about tapeworms is how long they can get. Yeah. It's just, it's impressive. Yeah. There's some there's some real bad ones, but he said this specific one is usually asymptomatic, and Dr. Mosley suffered no obvious effects. Okay. One interesting thing that did happen, though, was he actually gained a couple pounds, or one kilogram. Well, he probably gained one kilogram from it, the fat worms that were living in his body, just, you know, Quite getting possibly. fat. Yeah, I just always thought of like tapeworms were like stealing the food you ate. Yeah, I think they did put them in diet pills back in the day. Right. Yeah. So he warns that anyone thinking, I'm sorry, he warns anyone thinking of popping parasites. That's not a, what kind of accent is that? (laughs) 
I don't know, but we lost everybody from across the pond just now. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, Bye, Damon. Bye, br- UK Okay, so he said anyone thinking of popping parasites as a weight loss device should think twice. Okay. Speaking of poo-poo, my next topic is from an article by Michelle Starr from December of 2017. It's from sciencealert.com, and it's all about ancient doo-doo. Ooh. Yeah. Ancient poop. Ancient poop. You familiar with Hippocrates? Yes. I'm sorry. Do we say Hippocrates? It's uh, the Hippocratic Oath. Mm. I'm not. I'm not gonna even say what it is. <laughs> it is the Hippocratic Oath. I'm so. just baiting you in. I'm, I'm gonna say Hippocrates, the father right. of Western medicine yeah. and arguably the inventor of pathology. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I said arguably. <laughs> <laughs> Hippocrates lived from around 460 to 370 BCE, and he wrote a number of different diseases in the Hippocratic corpus. You know that. (laughs) I didn't know that. I say he's arguably the inventor of pathology because he's the first one to attempt to classify diseases based on symptoms, even if he did ultimately deem them as being caused by one of the four humors. Yeah, it was all humor theory back then. Yeah, you know, like those bad smells that caused the plague and Mm -hmm. such? Yep. Check out our plague episode if you want to learn more about humor theory. (laughs) But Hippocrates also wrote about three types of intestinal parasites and their symptoms. Up until 2017, though, researchers had to guess which worms he was referring to. Right. They was like, oh, this one is uh, it's the long one. Yeah. This was the longer one. It's a little flatter. And mm-hmm. he probably said it, you know, in like Greek or something, though. Oh, well, do your Greek impression now. Let's lose, let's lose no, our Greek listeners. No, I can't even do an English one. And I speak <laughs> English. Yeah, but you speak the bastardized English. I got him oh. back, babe. I got I got the listeners back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in 2017, researchers from Cambridge University in the UK, love the UK, I would never bastardize the <laughs> They found the missing links in some ancient dookie. They examined 25 burials from the island of Kia in Greece. I'm not going to say that again because now I'm questioning if I said that right. It's a three-letter word, and I think I said it wrong. <laughs> we do not pretend to be experts. I do pretend to be an expert. I, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm a doctor. Um, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. Why? Because I'm very close to being a doctor. That's why it's funny. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I've earned this. No, no, not to me. This is not, <laughs> this is not a funny joke. That's, that's why it's funny. <laughs> you need to cry, blood, sweat, and tears all out of your eyes before you become a doctor <laughs> okay i'm not a doctor but i i do know all of, about the cambridge university in the uk mm. and they went to the island of kia in greece and they studied 25 burials dating back from the roman era in the year 33 ce all the way back to the neolithic period of 4000 bce that's some old ass poop yeah well before the days of hippocrates himself yeah so those researchers found four of the burials tested positive for intestinal parasite eggs. Two from the Roman era, one from the Bronze Age, and one from the Neolithic period. Yeah, they're just all, they're filled with worms. All the way back. All the fucking way. Of course. That's crazy. This finding represents the earliest archaeological evidence for intestinal parasites in Greece, and the first archaeological evidence for exactly what Hippocrates described. All I want in my life is to publish about poop and, like, it be the first of something. Right. Like, that's when I know I've made it as a scientist. That's the greatest accolade you could claim to have. Yeah. For like, sure. I, like, just collected shit from a bunch of these animals, and I, I'm the first to describe this thing out of poop. Yeah. It's... <laughs> In the field of poop, I'm the first. Yeah. Of something. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool Props how... Props arch- to those scientists. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty cool how archaeology can still play a role in understanding the evolution of early medical science. Mm-hmm. So props to Hippocrates as well. Yeah, sure. He's probably problematic, but whatever. Yeah, I yeah, don't know that. I'm just assuming. <laughs> lastly, I wanted to touch on something that I definitely didn't know about before. So lastly, I wanted to touch on something that I definitely did not know about before. Uh-huh. And I just happened to find it in a little place called ScaryMommy.com. Oh. Okay. It's not a sex thing, okay. but you'll you'll probably wish it was after I tell you what it is. Okay. Don't worry. It kind of fits my running theme on parasites and poop. Oh, wait. Is it pinworms? It is not. Oh, okay. Did you... Okay. I'm not going to get into pinworms. <laughs> Kids scratch their buttholes and then they touch their mouths. 
Ugh, gross. Yeah, it's so gross. Okay, go Ugh, on. Kids are gross. Kids are so gross. <laughs> That's why we don't have any. No, it uh, it turns out parasite cleanses are a thing now. No. Since everyone's just on the hunt for the next most hip way to shit your brains out. Oh, just take some laxative like the rest <laughs> of us. Come on. So according to the author of this article, Sarah Farrell Baker, these cleanses are tantamount to, quote, ingesting a bunch of things until you shit sacks of bug eggs. End quote. I appreciate her writing style. Yeah, at least she's being straightforward. Yeah. At least there's that. (laughs) She further points out the lack of scientific merit behind these cleanses, claiming that they're at best uh, total crap and a waste of your time. And at worst, actually pretty dangerous and fuck you up in an unpleasant way. Of course. Did not. Okay. Insisting in your brain. One. Yeah. It's it's so crazy to me that that's called insisting because mm-hmm. it's like mind control. No, I insist mind control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I insist, and therefore you're mind controlled. <laughs> so not surprisingly, she makes a pretty convincing point that these types of cleanses will, without a doubt, still convince a lot of people that they need to try it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people still need to be convinced that, as she puts it, their bodies are riddled with parasites, and that's what's causing all their ailments. So, Just realized I put it that way, so, not her. So. So this is like a parasite ingesting cult, is what you're telling me. Yeah, or, or no? I mean, but maybe. <laughs> Come on in for the love bombs. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously the big problem with this is they're accepting that without knowing or understanding any of the science behind anything, really. Yeah, I don't want to say leave the science to the scientists. Um I mean, at the same time, folks are easily convinced that the only way to rid yourself of such evil humors, I mean, parasites, is to do what? (laughs) Eat more parasites? Nope. Lots and lots of shitting. Lots and lots. Oh, because you have to shit the parasites out. You got to shit out all them bad parasites to your whole person again. That's how it's done. Oh. Yeah, it it is a little, maybe maybe a little culty. I don't know. A shit cult? (laughs) Shit cult. (laughs) There it is. So the whole basis of this parasite cleanse is to ingest only herbs and supplements that will kill off all your supposed intestinal worms so that you can poop out all your daemons. And then when you actually have diarrhea and you actually shit all over the place, you're like, oh, there it is. Look at that. It's done. Yeah. Results. Look how hot I am. Look at all that badness, all that daemon you got (laughs) at you. So you want to hear the rules? Sure. Rule number one, no sugar. Because everybody knows all your butt worms want sugar. Okay, yeah. I mean, everything sustains themselves off of glucose, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Especially butt worms. No, everything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. do the same thing with, like, cancer, which is fun. Uh, they're like, oh, cancer cells love glucose, which is sugar. And it's like, well, all cells do. Oh, so, dang. Yeah. Number two, if you don't see the dead worms in your poop, do a water fast. And I have a lot of asterisks here, and it says, it's here that the author makes it very clear you should not do a water fast because, quote, it's absurdly dangerous and unhealthy. Yeah. You just drink water and, like, cayenne pepper and lemon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. No. And lastly, if all else fails, um, she recommends an enema. Just straight up blast those worms out your butthole. Well, I guess you'd blast them back into your butthole with an enema. Ah. Mm, Foiled her. Yeah. You might. You might. Well, at the end of her article, Sarah Baker maintains that you're not likely to get any health benefits from these bullshit parasite cleanses. No. Because as she puts it, cleanses are a trend and trends are fleeting, but bugs are forever. They are, as you, <laughs> as, as you already discovered in your last article. Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry uh, my research was so shit heavy, but... I was into it, babe. It's what I'm intrigued by. Poop play. You know? Hey, poop play. Poop play and worms. <laughs> worm play. I, I'm going to try to get like less worm focused. And but... more poop focused. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes away from the worms. I swear <laughs> once I'm done with watching the Tremor series, I'll be done with worms. I do not uh, promise that I will get away from uh, brain controlling things at all. Yeah, I realized as I was saying that I can't make any promises yeah. on anything really, but I'll try. I promise that... I don't know. I was going to say something funny, but it's not going to be funny, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I promise that I will keep making promises and breaking them. Ooh, that's lying. 
Mm, maybe. Don't lie to our audience. I'll just sing my way out of it. We're cutting all of this. All right. So, yeah, that's what I got. I got poop and I got worms. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I'm into it. Thanks. Don't stop the poop talk. I probably won't. (laughs) And I I apologize, but you know I don't mean it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, what are, what are, what do we want to do? Um, let's fucking figure out what we're going to do next time. We're going to, we're going to draw it. Yeah, let's draw it. I think it's your turn. It's my turn? I think it's your turn. All right. right, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and say everybody that, uh, would like to submit topics to our podcast jar, please just either Facebook us or email us at we want to know podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And next week. On We Want to Know. Cabins in the Woods. Ooh. Ooh. Man, who wrote this one? Me. It was you? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing you put in there. I think so. I think I only put two in. <laughs> I think it was this and Kid Rock. You did not put Kid Rock in there. I will throw it in the garbage. <laughs> I did not. I'm pretty excited about this. Cabins in the Woods. Cabins in the Woods. Next week or... Next time on We Want to Know. Oh, well, but until that time, just keep it weird. And keep coming back. The townsfolk say It took the women looting Did he have to train He had no more